Christians and Cognitive Behavioral Therapy on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. This week, our guest on Truth and Love is Dr. Scott Mell, a pastor of Cornerstone Church in West L.A. He's an adjunct faculty member at Eternity Bible College, and he is a member of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. And Scott, we're here this week talking about cognitive behavioral therapy. It is a therapy that is very popular in our world today, but I think a lot of Christians don't really know what it means, what it is, what's it about. So what is cognitive behavioral therapy? Well, like you said, it is probably the one of the, if not the most popular therapy and kind of used across the world today. And really, what what is it? it's about changing your mood, your outlook, your your productivity, and really how you feel by changing your thoughts and behaviors. If we can manipulate your thoughts, the maybe automatic thoughts that come into your head, then we're going to make you feel different. You can make you can be more productive. If we can change the automatic behaviors, the things you simply do by habit without thinking, then as those habits change, it changes your mood, it changes your productivity. And so by using a combination of tools to address both the cognitive and the behavioral sides, it changes the the problems that are most concerning to most people, which are their emotional uh, struggles and productivity problems. So I think for the Christians who do know about this issue, there's a temptation to think that this is maybe a really biblical approach to change because we care about thoughts and taking them captive and that kind of thing, renewing our minds in a biblical worldview. Uh, How is cognitive behavioral therapy different than a biblical approach to change, or is it? Yeah, I mean, the the or is it's probably a great place to start, right? Because um, I think most of the time you you hear things like, you know, some some of the skills-based behavioral interventions like like problem-solving or systems of of reinforcement, right? Like, I mean, most accountability groups who have to do push-ups for not not memorizing a verse or for, you know, uh, falling into sin are, are, that's just a system of reinforcement, right? Even just having an accountability group is a system of reinforcement that we use. And so it's it, having those types of systems of reinforcement sound biblical. Also, just changing our thoughts and saying, if we can change the way we think, if I, if I recognize an untrue thought or an unhelpful thought, an unhealthy thought, if I can change that, then um, then, then that, that sounds a lot like biblical change. Right? I need to set my mind on something different. But, but there are some real fundamental differences, I think, Cognitive behavioral therapy looks like um, what biblical uh, counsel or discipleship looks like when it's not engaged in the heart. Mm. Um, First of all, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy uses different truth. The truth of cognitive behavioral therapy is whatever is most helpful for you to, um, to bring about the change that you want. Right, so if if you're feeling a certain way, if you maybe have automatic thoughts about how uh, what a failure you are, the the truth that's used isn't some kind of uh, universal truth, but simply the truth that's helpful. We're going to tell you you're you're not a failure. You know, you we need to think about the fact that you're not a failure, and that these things um, that there's areas in your life where you are successful, and if we can identify those and get you to think about those, then it's going to make you feel better. But that. The truth of cognitive behavioral therapy really is just um, 
subjective truth. It's whatever's most helpful. But as Christians, we don't have to default simply to using what's helpful. We actually have what's true. And the tr- what God calls us to and what, what brings about change in our lives isn't just... Um, isn't just the practical uh, of practical benefit but when we meditate on what's true it actually transforms us mm-hmm. and so uh, there's a, there's a different truth used but uh, secondly there there's also a different it's a different means of transformation i think sometimes Sometimes as Christians, we can fall into this where we say, okay, you know, take two of these Bible verses and call me in the morning, right? Memorize this and and think about this and then you're going to feel better. But that's actually not even biblical change. Biblical change, it goes far deeper than that. And it's centered at the heart. The means of biblical change is is spiritual. And these truths, the the truth that we meditate on about who God is, about what he's done, about how he has, um, what he's done in Christ and and who we are in him, um, truly transforms uh, and, and inspires not just change here and there, but it inspires our worship. Uh, we set, take our minds off of ourselves and begin to worship the, the creator rather than the creation. And as we do that, um, our heart changes and transforms, and that produces changed behaviors, thoughts, and emotions. It, it brings that about, but the means of change is far deeper and far more, more spiritual. And, and I think in, in addition to the fact that we have a... And, and it's actually, some, some Christians would say that, well, wait, okay, if we just... If we do cognitive behavioral therapy, but we use... Christian truth, and if we do cognitive behavioral therapy and we use Christian means, then can't we just do Christian cognitive behavioral therapy? Um, but ultimately, cog- cognitive behavioral therapy is also um, it, it's aimed at a different goal. Cognitive behavioral therapy wants to help address the problems that you identify for yourself. The, the problems that you want to change. Maybe there maybe it's emotions that you want to feel that you're not feeling. Maybe it's productivity at work that, that you want to to ramp up. Maybe it's uh, anxiety that's getting in the way of um, of the life that you want to live. But the goals in cognitive behavioral therapy are really self-defined. And the goal of biblical change isn't just change for change's sake. The goal of biblical change is transformation. The ultimate goal is Christ-likeness. As we change and transform, we become more like Christ. And, and, and even with that, some might say, you know, well, okay, well, what, what if we tried to do cognitive behavioral therapy with Christian truth and Christian means and a, and a biblical goal? And I'd say, well, now you're just doing biblical counseling and discipleship. Yeah, it stopped being <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy and it started being the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... If cognitive behavioral therapy is a different approach to change Mm -hmm. than the Bible, Mm -hmm. then I want to ask a really relevant question, because as Christians, we're living our lives with people who struggle with all kinds of problems, and we want to help. We want to speak into their lives. We want to speak the truth in love. What are some ways that Christians who intend to offer biblical care to people who are struggling actually wind up offering cognitive behavioral therapy instead? Yeah, I... I think it's a it's a really good question, and 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 maybe I think it the, the the question probably actually sounds maybe even more clinical than the uh, application of it in our lives. I, I, maybe I should just answer the question: how, how do I tend to counsel as a cognitive behavioral therapist in my Christian life? I mean, just with the people around me. The more and more I study this, the more I realize that these are the types of things that 
not just Christians fall into, but that, that I fall into, that, that, that I default to. Um, because I, and I default to a, a cognitive behavioral therapy type model when I'm content with behavior modification. I mean, it's, it, like it's, hard. it's hard to spend time with somebody and through your time together, they start feeling better and they start being less anxious and they, maybe they're, they're happier and a little bit more content. It's hard to not just say, oh my gosh, that, like, it's a win, right? Like this worked. Like counseling and discipleship, look, it, it, it worked. Um, or, or, to, or to see somebody who, you know, to set up kind of parameters and, and maybe it's, um, you know, simply uh, behavioral parameters or, or guidelines to help gauge somebody's, you know, uh, addiction to porn or, or anything else. And, and to see them stop doing those actions and to not simply say, look, it worked. But, but as Christians, we, we can't be content with just behavior modification. Um, I think sometimes we're, we're tempted to declare success when people feel a little bit different or they're acting a little bit different. But the question is, are, are, has their heart changed at all? Is this motivated by worship of God? And, and, or are they just swapping out one idol for another? Mm. Um, similarly, I think <clears throat> sometimes I, I can use um, homework even as kind of a a cognitive behavioral tool instead of something to engage someone's heart. You know, here, take, take these verses, memorize these verses, and they will, and I, and I assume maybe these verses will make you feel better. Instead, instead of these verses will lead you back to the one who is home for you. And as you are led back to Christ, as you relate and engage with him, uh, you're going to experience more than just happiness. You experience true and deep-seated joy. And I think all the, all the time in my, not just my counseling, but just in my relationships with people, I'm tempted to use common sense solutions um, as opposed to ones that prioritize their relationship with God, that draw them into the person. And, and really actually help, uh, what that does is it encourages them to put their hope in me <laughs> as the one who has insight or can give them some good tips instead of simply being an instrument used by God to point them back to him where they can find the fulfillment, the joy, the peace, the, the patience, the, the self-control um, that, that is the Christ-likeness God is building in them. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Our guest this week, Dr. Scott Mell, has written an excellent article on this topic, and you can access it as a part of our ACBC Essays feature at our website at www.biblicalcounseling.com.